You are listening to South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us, and we'd like to welcome our next guest to the program, Jackie Lopez-Divine, Chief Clinical Officer at TrustBridge. Uh, Jackie, welcome to South Florida Sunday. Thank you so much. Thank you for my, so much for having me and TrustBridge uh, to talk to you today. Well, we're glad to have you with us. You know, the COVID-19 pandemic has uh, changed everything uh, in life, everything from working from home uh, to how uh, guys and girls study for college and high school and elementary school. And, of course, medical care. A lot of questions about medical care and a lot of things are different. And that's why Jackie is here to talk to us. Let's talk about the elderly and those with pre-existing illnesses uh, have been shown to be particularly vulnerable to COVID virus. What impact has COVID-19 had on the ways in which those persons with an end-stage illness receive care? Thank you, Ron. So really, COVID-19 has disrupted the whole usual experience of care and not just from the standpoint of, uh, you know, the staff, they have to wear PPE. Uh, and if you think of just the fact that someone's wearing a barrier to protect themselves, but, you know, patients don't get to connect as quickly as seeing that smile behind the mask. Um, and it's in itself has been an adjustment for the clinician as much as for the patient. Um, and the un usual experiences now that's um, going on in the course of grieving. So for families as well, um, in hospice, we're, we're so used to taking care of a patient and family directly and spending time and helping them psychosocially. Well, much of that care with a patient who's diagnosed with COVID-19 has had to shift to telephonic support or what we call a virtual visit. Um, and, you know, that connectedness just does not occur in the same way. So um, though there is much more ability to connect via a telephone call, maybe more frequently, um, there are opportunities that perhaps when it was in person that are not the same. Um, you know, so we've seen that as we've heard people say, you know, once a patient does die and families at the very beginning of this journey with COVID, you know, funerals were not the same. They're still not the same. You know, mm -hmm. you can't have lots of people together. So from the standpoint of um, support, it's been drastically different for a patient uh, with end-of-life uh, issues. Um, and then, you know, the realities are that this doesn't just only hit patients. It does hit clinicians. So, um, you know, they may see different people uh, through the course of their care involved on the phone calls. Um, the social worker chaplain um, are a big part of that if they so elect to do that and receive that type of care. Um, but, you know, I would just say that it, it isn't the same and um, the impact has been pretty significant. But we at TrustBridge, we've tried to, um, you know, talk to families about what we can do. So mm -hmm. we, we know that we provide uh, telephonic support. We've had an outstanding call center. It's manned by nurses who do know how to give excellent hospice care. And so that is the guiding force, is helping those families who are at home taking care of that patient, letting them know you can always call us and we will be there to help you take care of your loved one at home. So the things that we have done for patients who are in the home is, you know, we, number one, teach the families how to care for these patients. Um, we make sure that they know if a patient is COVID positive, that they know how to protect themselves 
uh, both from COVID-19, that they are wearing masks, um, that they continue to use really good hand hygiene, that they practice what I call physical distancing, same as social distancing. Now the pandemic and uh, the quarantine has been stressful for, I think, everyone, people who are uh, just living their lives as they were before the pandemic are experiencing some levels of stress and anxiety, which I'm sure can lead to fatigue. Uh, uh, Now that could be even more of a stressful situation for folks who are caring for someone who who are in an at-risk area, uh, maybe with upper respiratory or with uh, being an older uh, person. So, uh, Sometimes the caregivers kind of get lost in the mix in uh, the pandemic and in caring for folks who are at risk, but they have special needs as well. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And so, you know, with hospice, we practice an interdisciplinary model, and I pointed out that we have um, social workers and chaplains on the team assisting the physician and the nurse. And they aid in really supporting the families um, and the patients, but when there are those added psychosocial pressures. Um, And, you know, they're trained to help families uh, deal with the realities of what's going on, not just with the terminal illness, but what's going on with the pandemic. We also have a bereavement program that is very helpful uh, once the patient passes. It provides bereavement support to families. Um, We also teach skills for family members, such as mindfulness, meditation. Um, we offer music therapy, um, you know, with, through the, the benefits of things like FaceTime, we've been able to do music therapy um, via that modem. So we've gotten pretty creative on how we can offer family support as well as patient support. We are talking with uh, Jackie Lopez-Devine, Chief Clinical Officer at TrustBridge, and we're talking about caring for the terminally ill during this COVID-19 crisis, uh, which has uh, added a whole lot of new uh, dimensions to the hospice care. And we appreciate you shedding some light on that with us. Are there some things that we didn't discuss that you wanted to share with our listeners before we finish our conversation this morning? I would say that for our listeners, just the importance of the role that they have in helping to, um, you know, minimize the spread any further. Um, You know, everybody plays a part in this. um, And so, you know, just little things like even wearing a mask. um, You know, I tried to express to people that wearing a mask shows that you care about the person that you're speaking to because you're really protecting that other person. And if everybody does it, it's, it's just seen as the accepted way to be. Um, The the other thing I would tell you is that TrustBridge, we're an organization that um, no pandemic can shake our mission. We're very committed to caring for the dying. And, um, you know, we offer different levels of care, and we've um, been able to do that throughout this pandemic. We offer care in uh, homes. We offer care in our care centers, which are basically inpatient units. We offer care in nursing homes and assisted livings. And even though that care has shifted some in that we haven't had access, we get really creative in how we can uh, connect with our patients and connect with our families. Um, You know, visitation has been a real realistic barrier in the hospitals and in facilities, but we get really creative in our care centers. We've been Mm -hmm. able to do window visits, 
when no one was able to visit, we were able to bring loved ones escorted to the window to, to see their, their loved one. And that is so important at the end of life to connect with those that you care about. So I, I want you to know that TrustBridge tries to, to really do what they can in a time of crisis for those in the community that really, really need us, Ron. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that information with us. Thank you for all the great work that you're doing at Trust Bridge. And we appreciate you being our guest here on South Florida Sunday. Thank you. 